Welcome to the Professional Website Investor Podcast, the show where we talk about what it takes to successfully buy, operate, scale, and sell a thriving e-commerce business. When it comes to doing business online, we believe that buying an existing website is far superior to building one from scratch. So if you're a career professional who's looking to become an e-commerce store owner, listening to this show will give you the knowledge, tools, and community support you need to be successful. I'm your host, Ryan Cowden, and this week we're joined by Ian Bond from ProfessionalWebsiteInvestors.com. In this episode of the Professional Website Investor Podcast, Ian and I discuss a new framework for online investing. If you're at all familiar with investing, you've probably heard of the venture capital investment culture of Silicon Valley. Venture capital involves individuals and teams investing capital in startup businesses, assuming some risk up front in the hopes of a big payoff down the road. Some of the biggest brands you know of today started because venture capitalists invested in them when they were small startups operating out of garages, basements, and dorm rooms. Today we consider if that startup approach could translate into website investing. Is it possible to approach websites as startups and nurture their growth the way a venture capitalist might? Our host, Ian Bond, thinks there's a clear path here and explains how the venture capital approach could lead to sound investing decisions when it comes to buying e-commerce websites. On this episode, you'll hear whether you should invest in one website or spread your money around. One large site can be worth more than a few smaller websites, but that may not be the approach you wish to take. Next, Ian explains the venture capital model. This model highlights the importance of starting small to keep the site running, and then investing money where it's needed to facilitate growth. Then, we cover ways to translate the venture capital model to high-ticket drop-shipping sites. Ian shares his own story of making this transition and some of the major lessons he's learned along the way. After that, we'll share the minimum amount you should invest in a website. It's hard to find a high-ticket drop-shipping website worth investing in below a certain threshold, so keep these dollar amounts in mind when you make your purchases. Then, we'll discuss what you should expect when you buy a smaller site. Smaller sites will probably entail you taking on a lot of the work yourself, as they are usually run by one or two people. If you're looking to buy a small website, you're usually looking to buy yourself a website that you can run yourself. And finally, we'll discuss the difference between buying and investing. Be prepared to buy the website up front, and then invest in areas of the website that will help it to grow. If you're interested in incorporating the wisdom of the venture capital approach into your current system, then this is one episode you won't want to miss. There's a lot of actionable advice in this episode, so grab something to write with because you're going to want to take notes. As always, I'll be back on the other side to wrap up any loose ends. So without any further ado, here's my conversation with Ian Bond. All right, Ian, welcome back. It's great to see you again. Ryan, good to be back. We've got a great topic today. Yeah. So I'm, ex- I'm excited to talk about this. This is my own creation, okay? Oh, okay, great. Yeah, so we're talking about the venture capital approach today, and and this is really going to fit with that whole investment framework that you've been rolling out for us. So, real quick overview: yeah. how does how does this venture capital approach tie into the investment framework you've been talking about? Yeah, so you know the first, you know, kind of going back in the series of things we've talked about, and I don't know what um, exact order will be that we'll publish. We put together a framework for investing with a number of variables to evaluate. Then we have evaluated six online business models. Then we uh, devoted a special episode 
to my favorite model, which is high ticket drop shipping. If you know you're new to the podcast, uh-huh. uh, subsequently we talked to you know uh, you know kind of what it's like to be an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. and then identified what I consider to be the three biggest risks in a newer investment class or investing in a frontier market, and you know the next question. Uh, and probably the, the the most frequent question I get when I do strategy sessions with people is, okay, you got me. I really want to do this, but you know, how do I execute this? You know, do I buy one large site or do I, you know, or what do I do exactly? Right, right. Well, that <laughs> seems like a, a great place to start. Do you think someone should should take all their money and sink it into one site, or uh, is there another <laughs> approach you recommend? Yeah. So, you know, it's tricky because, you know, the, uh, you know, one large site is generally worth more than four or five smaller sites. And the reason for that is that if a site earns a thousand dollars, uh, as opposed to a site that earns $10,000, the multiple that you'll pay on the monthly earnings is going to be higher. We all only have 168 hours every week. People want to spend their time in the most fruitful way they can. Bigger sites trade more expensively. So why shouldn't I just buy one site with all my money? And I will tell you why. Okay. So, you know, the venture capital uh, approach to website investing, as I call it, um, is, you know, comes from watching, you know, the folks in Silicon Valley, the VC in, uh, investors in Silicon Valley, and how they manage funds when they raise their funds. And in the last two weeks in my day job, I've had three Silicon Valley-based um, uh, VC firms uh, through my office, one actually here from the Middle East also. Mm-hmm. And they're they they manage money in a in a very um, similar fashion. All of them um, generally, and I'll give you generally venture capital fund uh, portfolios are constructed of you know kind of eight to ten companies. Generally, um, they take smaller investment bites, at least to begin with, uh, to limit their downside. You know, but remember. Um, you know, as we all know, venture capital and website investing has an asymmetrical payoff. So you can have incredibly large payoffs. Okay. Third, um, the investments, uh, you know, are, are, are kind of phased in. So um, as the VCs learn more, they put more money on the table. And then, you know, with regards to the way the portfolio ends up um, uh, paying off, you can expect some number of the the um, the companies that that you buy or the websites that you buy to have a an outsized payoff, and some of them you will uh, either have made a a wrong calculated bet or the market may have moved against you and something would be un, uh, you know unforeseen. But typically, if you look at a venture capitalist's uh, fund uh, um, returns, they're going to be a couple of home runs. Uh, there might be a couple of write-offs, and the other ones will do kind of middling performance. Okay. So, you know, that's the that those are you know some of the things we can talk about. Sure. 
So the, so the venture capital model would really be building a portfolio. Is that kind of the, the what we're yeah, so, yeah. You know, you know, venture capital is um, you know, generally thought of as, you know, two guys in a garage. Yeah. And, you know, and I, and I would say that, you know, you know, what, 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 what I would do and what I do do is I'm not buying something that is so nascent that it would be what I call seed capital. It would be more growth capital. And there's a very big distinction um, in that. And there's a great book called Angel written, written by Jason Calacantis that talks about really the seed guys and what they do. But, but you know, I look at myself and, and, as someone who, who looks uh, and, and finds what looks like it's a, a proven business model. It's got some metrics, which we can get into in another podcast mm-hmm. that give you some some comfort that it's sustainable. It doesn't have a long track record yet, and it looks like it can s- scale, but it's not two guys in a garage. Right. So, right. you know, um, okay. You know, so, you know, originally, um, you know, you know, what we did is, um, and, you know, this was after <laughs> over 50 deposits with one website broker alone. Um, and this is after, you know, having invested in frontier markets for over three dozen years, you know, and, you know, back in the day, you know, I mentioned how long in the last uh, episode, how long I've been investing, you know, it started in the early 1980s. This is when international investing was thought to be sexy. People just invested mm-hmm. only in the Dow Jones industrial ad- average. But originally we took what was a capital pool of about $250,000. Um, that, you know, I was going to dedicate to investing in websites and I divided it by five to get what I thought might be a good average investment. Mm-hmm. Then I handicapped uh, that number, which is $50,000. I handicapped that by about 10,000 bucks because I suspected I'd need to make some additional investments or I would admit, misjudge something and I didn't want to have, you know, be short of cash and want to extend myself. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started to go shopping. And so, mm. you know, that was, you know, that was the original thinking, you know, back in the day. Now, yeah. you know, we're about, well, you know, I'm sure you're going to ask me how that all worked out, but that's where, we're, yeah. that's, you know, that was the jumping off. Point. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, well, let's, let's connect those dots there. So how does that, okay. how does that approach specifically translate into high ticket drop shipping, which is where we're sure. moving towards? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll give you the history. Yeah. On what we did, okay. I'll, I'll give you the history on what we did, and I'll and I'll update that because that's now uh, four and a half years old. Let's see, two thousand and it's kind of three and a half years old. So okay. hmm. our our first two purchases were seventeen thousand and twenty five thousand five hundred dollars in October and November of two thousand fifteen, and I'd say that since then we learned like two really big things that people can. Uh, profit from hearing about. You know, first, I'd say that $25,000 to $35,000 is kind of the bare minimum to get that, you know, what I call proven business that gives you the, the, the sense that you've got a, 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 um, uh, something that's really worth, uh, investing in. Now we're taking our minimum up, you know, from $50,000 and going higher, mm-hmm. uh, going back to that, that uh, you know, the limited time in the day, because we now kind of feel like we understand things, and 
we actually want businesses that are more proven and, mm. and uh, we, want, we want to um, pay more money for them and we're willing to pay more money for them um, you know, because we just have, you know, I think, more confidence. The second um, uh, thing that we did back then um, was that you know, we first bought and then we did like the VCs do. We invested more. And I think that buying and investing is an excellent strategy because after you've owned something for a while, it becomes really obvious to you, um, you know, where you can, you know, put more money to add value to what you own. So, mm. you know, um, get something that, you know, it's got some scale and some stability and, and, and then, um, you know, buy it, uh, get acclimated and figure out how you can invest and grow it. Um, and, you know, you can monkey around with the numbers, but I think kind of the bare minimum these days, you know, is, is, you know, um, it's, it's, it's north of $25,000 for sure. Okay. So that's the bare minimum. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I like hearing that when you want to make a change, you don't necessarily have to go buy a different website. You can put some of that money back into the websites you already have and scale it up or, or add a different dimension to it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, absolutely. You know, there are going to be opportunities for you you know, some, uh, when you're identifying a website, one of the, you know, one of the things you, you have to do is kind of have a checklist of where you think there are opportunities and then, uh, you know, figure them out. Um, you know, we have looked for places where we can, you know, add value, scale things, um, where, you know, potentially we can, uh, expand the, the niche, add more suppliers. Uh, invest more in content, or, you know, all those types of things. So, so you know, it's absolutely the case um, that if you plan from the get-go, um, you you hopefully can add more money to it so that you can you can grow up much larger. Now, in our first site, the seventeen thousand dollar one, there really wasn't much we could do. That was a big mistake and a big learning. And our second one, it's in a massively large niche, and we probably you could say that we you know we bit off more than we can chew hmm. it just happened you know it certainly seemed like it for a long time um you know now three and a half years later you know it's worked out you know exceptionally well and and you know we're starting to feel like um we actually belong in this industry you start to get comfortable so <laughs> sure. you know but maybe maybe we should talk about um you know kind of you know what you get at the low end yeah you know if you're you're looking, you know, kind of at the minimum site or what okay. you should look. Okay, sure, let's do that. Um, yeah, so um, you know, if you're going to spend as little as you know twenty five or thirty or thirty five thousand dollars, you know, um, you know what, you know, what do you get and what do you want to get? Well, you know, you you want to get at least two years of operating history in general. Um, Oftentimes, a website broker will say, well, you know, we're pricing this on the last six months earnings because we think that's more representative. You know, that's a red flag. It, it hasn't operated at that level hmm. if they're using six months and not one year. Generally, the rule of thumb is, is one year. Um, you know, a $25,000 site isn't likely to be earning much more than a thousand bucks a month. And, you know, and this is big. You're going to be doing everything. Uh, on that website because that seller is doing everything. 
And, and so this is a really early stage website and you wouldn't call this a real business yet. You know, when the, mm. when the, when the seller is a jack of all trades, you're not talking about a business. You're, you're talking about a website. And, um, you know, to be clear, um, people pay more for businesses than they do pay for jobs. Okay. Yeah. And so, you know, um, most people are looking at website investing as being something that is semi-passive, if not entirely passive. So, you know, if you, if you're going to buy into something where you've got to do customer service, pay per click, upload products, you know, customer, uh, excuse me, supplier relations, you know, um, you know, you're 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 um, uh, you're going to be spending a fair amount of time doing it, and this is this is a big issue. So this is really the major reason that we raised our minimums and and why we're going for um, uh, you know bigger sites. You know, in addition to that, if you see a bigger site with a glaring opportunity, so let's say, and we see this all the time, mm-hmm. the biggest glaring opportunity is that people have not focused on uh, you know valuable SEO. And, you know, that's something that you want to pounce on. And if you see a big opportunity like that, you know, don't fool around with a little site. Go for a big one. <laughs> okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so so where do you find that that line is, that price line where it's no longer a website, but it's a business? Is there a dollar figure? Well, I think, it, I think it's when, when the earnings cover the functions that I just mentioned. Okay. And then you're, okay, so that's customer service. That's pay-per-click. You know, um, I, I, uh, um, that is, you know, some allocation to have uh, developers updating the site for you. Most people won't put that in there. Mm. Um, and then the other function that, that, you know, would be the last thing that I would outsource. I don't recommend anyone outsource this would be the supplier relations. That's something that the owner should do. Okay. Um, number one, you keep your pulse on the business. And you keep your pulse on what's going on in the industry. But number two, those that they're your gold, and you want to maintain those relations. So, okay. um, but when you see a website where all of those things are accounted for, yeah. and the monthly number is X, and you're paying a multiple of X, that's when you've got a that's when you've got business economics as opposed to uh, the economics of, of of just buying a uh, buying a website, okay. buying a job. Yeah. Yeah. You made this distinction a couple minutes ago about buying and then investing. And I was wondering if you could explain a little bit about the difference there. Yeah. So, you know, going back to what we said that a good venture capitalist does. Yeah. um, You know, uh, what happens is they see smaller startups that raise seed money first and they have to hit milestones. And as the venture capitalist sees them hit milestones, and everything proves to be economic. Their model works. They raise another round of financing. And, you know, this is essentially what we're trying to replicate by, you know, this VC strategy that we're employing. You know, you know, you buy it with, you know, kind of that seed capital and then you operate it. And it seems like it's going OK. And you figure out where, you know, you can make more money and, you know, you 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 throw gas on, on the fire. And so this is kind of, you know, what I would call a toehold strategy uh, in investing. And, you know, you, you, you add the cash where you think that you're able to get a big uh, return. And, you know, as I just mentioned, the one that seems to be 
you know, kind of the biggest opportunity that we're seeing right now is uh, people, uh, especially in the, uh, the smaller sites, mm-hmm. okay, just not focused on SEO related content. Uh, an area that we've been very successful is adding additional suppliers that's where you can broaden your product catalog. Um, we've talked on this podcast on the systems and processes we employ and the fact that we use virtual assistants. Those would be three of the big things that, that I would include in buying than investing. Okay. It could be a num, it could be any number of, of smaller things, but those would, those would be the, those would be the big ones I, that I would say that, you know, we would look at. And, um, mm. And, uh, you know, it all depends on the site. It's, it's, it's exciting. It won't become incredibly obvious to you until you, until you buy the site in some instances. In some instances, after you've looked at a lot of sites, it'll just jump out at you. Okay. Okay. So you buy the website first and then you, you figure out where to invest in the website, how to build it up. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, um, you essentially, uh, with buy to invest, you know, you kind of add to a winning bet, and you know, you exploit the om- opportunities. Uh, you see, you know, why while you've kind of uh, uh, limited your initial downside, if, if 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 that makes sense. That's what a venture capitalist is trying to do, okay. and you know, that's what we were trying to do when we when we began. I think it's a smart thing for people to the way smart people think. I do know people that have taken, you know, one big swing at things. And, uh, you know, I haven't heard any horror stories, but I'm scared for them. So, mm, yeah, <laughs> right, you, know, right. um, uh, you know, there's just so many things in, you know, uh, in, in the world of website investing mm-hmm. to be concerned about. Google changes things. Mm. Competitors change things. Amazon does things. Yeah. You know, you can't, you know, it, you know, it's like investing in the stock markets globally. Uh, one of the reasons I love being a wealth manager in my day job is that every morning you wake up and the world is a different place and it gives you an opportunity to solve for what those opportunities are. But when you have a lot of money on the line, Ryan, you know, you may want to be, you know, thinking about your initial downside first and, and saving some money for a rainy day as opposed to putting it all out there on black or red right away. Okay. Okay. Great. <laughs> great. Well, Ian, this was great. Thanks for laying out the venture capital approach for us. Is there anything you want to say just to kind of wrap wrap this up for us? I think uh, I think the venture capital approach to website investing, I'll trademark that. So uh, <laughs> okay. you know that's <laughs> you know, love to have anybody else's comments on it. But sure. uh, I think it's I think it's a valuable way to start. And I'm not saying that you should do four or five uh, websites like this to, to start with. Certainly don't do eight or 10. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's a good way to, to um, think about uh, website investing, particularly think about you know, how to limit your downside on the get-go. And then literally, every time you look at an opportunity, figure out if you can identify the ways where you can buy them and invest. Um, should things go the right way, you know, okay. and if you, and if you have those two disciplines in mind, you know, I think you're, you're going to be way ahead of the, uh, uh, the crowd and you'll have your downside limited with a great deal of upside. So yeah, that's it. Okay, great. Ian, this was great. Uh, we'll see you next week. All right, Ryan. All right, bye. 
All right, folks, there you have it. That wraps up my conversation with Ian Bond of Professional Website Investors. He shared a ton of valuable insights and advice today on the venture capital approach to online investing. We also shared some tools and resources, which will all be linked up in the show notes at professionalwebsiteinvestors.com. I hope you enjoyed our conversation. Please consider subscribing, sharing with a friend, or leaving us a review in your favorite podcast directory. Until next time, best of luck in all that you do, and we'll look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Professional Website Investor Podcast.